We got some breeze beats. We got some breeze beats. They're coming in hot, so ready or not for race bits. Mmm, bits. You're actually not that clear anymore. You just started breaking up. Oh, that's bad because we're we started. Oh, we're into it now. We got a little rocky road, but now you're now you're clear. If we're we're breaking up right when we start. The thing is, you you're actually just breaking up when you're making a joke about breaking up. I can't tell if it's uh I think we're good. But let's let's keep it we'll, we'll we'll figure it out. Summer Sanders, this is what we do. Exactly. This is what we do. And welcome to Braze Bits, everybody. This is episode twenty, big episode for us. Alan Houston. Alan Houston, holy crap. Barry Sanders, this is number twenty? This is number twenty. We're we juked and spun through the first other t- other ones. Yeah. This is <laughs> now we're back to basics. We're back to our to the, the Uno one on one. Uno Thurman. Bingo. Hope all the Brazerbacks are doing well. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Everyone's staying healthy, staying safe. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, you know, you don't got a Tom Coughlin or a Franz Kafka or a sore throat or coronavirus. Right. Yeah, and hopefully no one has a fever. Except Indiana. Indiana fever, is that the NBA? That's right. I never feel like you've mentioned them before. That's the only reason why I know. I think I can name most WNBA teams. If you if you gave me a city, I could probably tell you the team. That's incredibly impressive. You know that just from trivia? Are you a WNBA fan? A little bit of both. Uh, I don't even know that many. Uh, what's the Minnesota? Min- Minnesota Lynx. Lynx? Lynx. L-Y-N-X. Like, I think it's like a wolf or a deer. Right, or golf lynx. Nice. Wow, that's a, that's a huge pull. Yeah. Nice one. Yeah, that wasn't lying. It's a lion? That wasn't lying. No, you're not lying. This is, this is wild. Yeah. I, I have a couple of hot topics to, to jump into before we jump into highlights. A little bit of feedback. From the mic? Like from one of our top Razorbacks. Oh, from the top Razorback, yeah. From one of our top Razorbacks, my my uh, my padre, my papa, my father. He uh, loved the last pod, loved the dynamic with, with Kate in the kitchen. Uh, one thing he was not happy about was the uh, Photoshop of my of my face on the pizza pod. <laughs> <laughs> highly disrespectful. I, I, I enjoyed it. I tried to you know, explain to him. I'm kind of the, the cheese and the sauce between Lance and Kate. I'm, I'm the pizza. But he felt like the placement of my head on the box, like lower than you guys. He didn't enjoy it. Wow. Well, you know, that's what we had to do for that, for the, for that episode. <laughs> I, I thought about, I was like, what could we do? Because we could have just promoted our normal stuff. Right. But I was like, oh, maybe we could take it. Like if we took, because there was no pictures of the three of us. I know. So I was like, oh, we could Photoshop your head on someone else. But then I was like, that's just so weird. So I knew we had this picture from our wedding. And I was like, oh, that'd be a funny idea. You know. What what pizza place is that? Uh, Williamsburg Pizza. Nice. It's a good box. Great pizza place. Strong box. Yeah. I'm honored to have my face in that box. Yeah. Well, we're, I apologize for, for disrespecting your, your family's honor. And uh, I'll, I'll continue to do it from time to time. I appreciate it. See that's yeah, kind of an apology, but also not really an apology. But it's 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 also it's, it's all on board. One other thing, more feedback we got. Another top Razorback, uh, Maddie Schneck, on Instagram commented on uh, Eric Seidel's list 
from last week's episode of, from his road trip. She's commented saying, "Did you see? Did you see this? No. Did you read? It? No." She said that uh, Eric Seidel's lisp was a little wordy, a little dense, <laughs> a little dense. I, I, I wrote back. It was kind of like a, a dry pound cake. I would compare that. that like it looks good. Like oh, that's gonna that's gonna taste good. Nice idea, Seidel. But then you bite into it, and your mouth just gets all dry. Wow. Well, uh, you're hurling grenades at Seidel. Seidel, Seidel has one for you. He told me to, to pass on to you. He sa- he asked oh, no. you if um, you stole the idea uh, of one shot from the movie 1917. I never saw the movie. What's the uh, wow? That's a huge thing. <laughs> <laughs> Well, have you seen the movie? No, but I think it's I, I think it's shot in one shot. I think that's the whole the whole premise. Wow, that's very interesting, and that's very foreshadowing for our, I don't, don't want to jump the gun, but for our, our movie list, yeah, foreshadowing is a movie technique. It is a movie technique. Yeah. Well, I got a little tip for Tad for Seidel. I uh, he's coming after <laughs> my neck on my one shot series. I I don't know if anybody's been seeing online. I just took a virtual tour of a, like a state park. They're doing all these virtual tours online. I saw well. that. Right? Yeah. So I pretty much did Seidel's road trip just from my <laughs> apartment. I had to drive across the country by myself and write a list. I just did it in 10 minutes. So how about – how do those apples taste, Seidel? How about these apples? Granny Smith. Love Granny Smith. Juicy, sweet, yeah, red, like my face. I've been enjoying one shot, and Kate uh, really enjoyed last night's with your uh, with your immunity shot. She was so happy. She said, "Oh, that's so nice. I'm so glad he he did it." <laughs> yes, I feel like people don't. It's it's a healthy balance. Kate suggested it last week on the pod. Yeah, I was thinking yeah. about that. Um, it, it was nice. I, I don't need to be taking liquor shots. I don't need to be constantly getting boozed up. I had him last night for, for listeners who don't know. I've been putting out a uh, a series called One Shot where I do a shot of anything, and then I have a shot of going through a set of jokes. And last night I did a, a shot of uh, immunity shots. Got lemon, ginger, cayenne. Jeff good. Jeff Probst was in it too, right? Jeff Probst from Survivor. Yeah, was he? Yeah, the immunity shot. Yeah, the immunity <laughs> <laughs> the immunity challenge. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I should get back into Survivor. Survivor was fun. Yeah, and one of the um, the uh, the Raybolds sister. Yeah. I think she yeah. she made she got second place. I think it's amazing. She's a Survivor. Yeah, I gotta say, like I knew. So one time I was doing shows with them uh, for a weekend, and the whole weekend they had this like family. Con- it was when she was participating in Survivor, wow. and the rest of the family. They're like five siblings. The whole weekend. They were having conference calls about uh, Ned Schneebly, who uh, Mike White, who is a uh, he was a contestant in this uh, this season. Ned Schneebly, yeah, the guy from uh, House of Rock, <laughs> School of Rock, School of Rock, yeah. Um, he was a contestant in Survivor. The guy who plays Ned Schneebly, yeah, his name is Mike White. He's a um, he's a he's a like pretty accomplished writer and director, and um, and he I guess is a big Survivor fan. So he was in that season. And apparently, uh, the Raybould sister and um, Ned Schneebly were, were real rivals. That's unreal. Yeah. That's, Ned Schneebly is a better name than Mike White. <laughs> yeah. So the whole weekend, they, they're just like, well, Schneebly, they're just talking about Schneebly the whole time in Survivor. It was, it was insane. That's bizarre. I like they call Schneebly, too. Yeah. They're not going to call him Mike White. Ned Schneebly, that's his name forever. 
Actually pronounced Schneeble. <laughs> Ned. Ned Schneeble. Actually, it's Schneeble. Should Neble we jump into some highlights? I think so. Why don't you get on base? Why don't you lead us off? All right. So mine just kind of concluded five minutes ago. <laughs> so, right? Or I guess 10 minutes ago, right before we started potting. Um, so this morning I went to go do my laundry. We've been talking a lot about laundromats yeah. lately, I feel like. Laundromats are an essential business. And I you know, went to go to the laundromat and they had the gates down and a sign that said, you know, due to the pandemic, we're just going to close until it's over. And I was like, oh, no, this is bad. But there's another laundromat that's... Wait, what? did they say why? Probably just because, I mean, the last time I was there, you had to wear a mask. Like there's three people. They probably just think it's it's not a good idea. There's only like two people. It's like run by three people. So maybe like one of them got it or who knows what the what the situation is. But clearly they didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Makes sense. So there's another laundromat that I've gone to. You know, it's like my auxiliary laundromat when the primary jerseys aren't there or the auxiliary jersey. So I watched that one. That one also closed. Oh, no. So there are uh, like other laundromats within sort of walking distance. But I can't go to an unknown laundromat in in coronavirus times. Are you crazy? No. Nah. I mean, that's a that's QAB to the max. So I said, all right, well, I get, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do my laundry by hand. And <laughs> um, this is such a SpongeBob Squareland. Yeah. Move. So, I mean, because I can't I don't I'm not going to get it sent out. Number one, I'm not spending that money. I don't care how much it can be a good deal. I'd rather have dirty clothes than be ripped off. What's not a good deal? Like getting it? Folded for you? No, like these. Well, no. The thing about the laundromats—they're not even open to get it folded. Like they're—they're they're closed totally. What don't you want to get ripped off by? So, like you know, the services that oh, you send, like you send it out. they pick it up or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know how they work, but I also think like, what if they shut down while they have all your clothes? Right. That's possible in coronavirus times. That would be wild if they. It's dangerous. Connect, I'm not. I'm not risking that. Connect your clothes. Yeah. John Q. Hold them hostage. I have. I have important clothing. I would, I would, I would pay a ransom for my if my clothing was held up. I would pay a ransom for that. The only thing, if it if they took it, I would just make them call me the emperor because you had no clothes. Yeah, <laughs> pretty strong, pretty strong for a for a a uh, online. Yeah, very strong. Yeah, we're powering through. I, I was listening to it, and we were much better than other podcasts. I mean, we're always better than other podcasts, so that's not surprising. That's what happens when. When you have like when you're in pod shape and you're cooking normally so hot, when you go when other podcasts they're lagging. This is a, this is us a little slowed down, but we're, we usually go so hot in person. This is like we're we're okay. We're, this this is easy. this is an away game a little bit, but we're, we're we're fine. It is. This is almost like we well we cook with uh, we're on the on deck circle with like the ten pound weights on the bats. Yeah. Yeah, which we can still swing, but you know it's got a little extra weight on it. Yeah, we got the weights on the bat, so we usually we just let it rip. Oh my god! M- imagine when this is all over and we get back in the kitchen together, it's gonna be we're gonna be swinging to the fences. Barry Bonds would be juiced up. I'll be uh, Jeremy Burnett hitting like fifty-five home runs. <laughs> That's solid. Aluminum power bat, maybe. Love foil. <laughs> uh, good, good element. It's one of my one of my favorites. I, I only my favorite foil is a donal. A donal foil? Yeah. The guy was a banger down low. That's huge. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> um, so yeah. So I, I this afternoon I I washed some of my clothes in the bathtub. Oh I YouTubed all how to do it. I did like kind of simulated the rinse cycle of a, a washing machine, 
and uh, I just finished constructing a clothesline. That's awesome. And I will show you right now. I mean, the brazier backs, unfortunately, won't be able to see. I'll Maybe I'll post a pic. Lance, can you see that? it? Wow, that is fantastic. And I got to get get it. Right now, he has uh, some underwear, orange underwear, some blue underwear, a T-shirt, some more underwear, and some shorts hung up on a string with clips along the wall. That's a great setup. Yep. That's fantastic. Yeah. Colorful underwear as well. Yeah. Orange and blue. Well, I wanted to make it photogenic for you. I, I appreciate it. You should, are you going to post this on uh, social media? I don't know. Maybe it could be our uh, our promotional picture for the, the pop. <laughs> yeah, that'd be, yeah, that's funny. It'd be a funny video also. Yeah. You should die. Next time you do it, document you doing it in the bathtub. That's wild. You know, I should do that, but it's like I can't give all my I can't give my life to to the content machine. I don't know, man. The, the people are hungry. Everyone's hungry right now for for content. I don't know. I think people are gorging themselves, and they don't want they 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 eat it because it's there. It's a Super Bowl party right now. It's gorging, but it's also gorgeous. Kid gorgeous. That's true. Ithaca, right? <laughs> Holy mackerel! Um, so you you did. Did you just clean that stuff? There's there's more stuff in the tub. Yeah, so I unfortunately the clothesline could only fit like five to six articles of clothing at a time, and I washed like ten articles of clothing, so I have a few more. So I think I'm just gonna have to do it like every other day or, or something like that to keep the. I don't have that many clothes. Like I have like like if I I have like two weeks and then I have to do laundry usually just because I don't I, I'm a minimalist. Right. I had the same rotation of clothes. Yeah, I'm like, uh, I got a short bench. You know, it's it's a short, but it's a strong bench. They all do it. They all play a role. Yeah, exactly. There, there, there's a reason they're on the team. And all championship teams have a short but strong bench. That's true. Yeah, you're getting to the twelfth man, then you're the other people aren't good. Right. Love that. My highlight this week. What day was it? Sunday. I uh, made for the first time some homemade meatballs. Came out really good. I, I made them uh, in, in a pan. I, got, I browned them. First, I used breadcrumbs, egg, nice, parmesan, nice. some garlic, a lot of garlic, a whole lot of garlic. Made them into little mini meatballs, browned them on the sides in a pan in oil. And then I had another pot going with some marinara, and I cooked, the, cooked them in the marinara for like 25 minutes. Got them confused. It was unbelievable. That's, that's the key. That's the key. Do you uh, are you generous on the breadcrumbs in the meatball? I didn't have I didn't there was not that much breadcrumbs. I would say it was like a fifteen percent eighty five percent meat ratio. I'm a big breadcrumb guy, but you got to be up to the chef's interpretation as we as we know. You are or you're not a big breadcrumb guy. No big. I oh, overbread. Overbread. Bread dead redemption for me. But it's not called a bread ball. No, it's a meatball. It's a meatball. It's a ball of meat. Yeah, but if it's all meat, then you're better left for bread. Bread dead redemption. Yeah. It was it was really good. Uh, I, I had a side of asparagus and some uh, some garlic bread. It was it was a great meal. Really really treated myself. Nice. Goose is made up. I don't know if you remember if you heard. Goose is made up. <laughs> yeah. Is that confirmed? No. Is, is this an exclusive on the pod? Goose is not real. <laughs> no, goose is real. Uh, I don't believe that. Goose is goose is now officially QED. Well, we'll get him on at some point. I don't know if he'd come on. Yeah. He comes on when I'm not in the room. As we said last week, it's kind of like a. A Tyler Durden situation. It's the same thing in my mind with Eric Seidel as well. I've never met Eric Seidel. <laughs> Seidel is very real. <laughs> everyone, everyone who went to giggles, uh, who came to giggles and cream that time, met Seidel. I would not be surprised that you told everybody to act <laughs> like they met this fastidious, this, this, this guy who does not exist. 
and and now you're like writing this voice. You right wrote this list. You did an interview where you probably did both voices. You you manipulated your own voice. <laughs> I, I don't think any but any of these characters are real. This has all been a big master plan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Well, we were talking about a little foreshadowing earlier about our, our top nine this this week. It's, this is pretty controversial. It's always controversial, but you want to give the background for this top nine? Yeah. So actually, so one thing that got edited out last week, um, so, uh, we never edit pretty much. We've edited like twice in the whole time we've, we've been in the kitchen. Uh, yeah, but one shot. Yeah. But with, with online, there's things that get cut off, the timing's off. So it was edited pretty heavily and some things got taken out which I'm sure will happen this time, you know, we'll have to assassinate certain, certain lines. Um, I guess we were talking about movies and I basically, I've seen like three movies in my life, which is not true. I just haven't watched that many movies compared to, I think most, I'm like, if you, if you say a classic movie, there's a good chance I, I'd never saw it. Has it gotten, I, I feel it's gotten to the point where now you're avoiding classic movies just to say you haven't seen them. I just, it's not what I want to devote my time to. I've gotten, I've, I've, I've gotten this far and I'm like, fi- I feel like I'm fine without them. So why do I need to waste? I have less and less time in, left in my life every second. So why do I need to watch gone in 60 seconds? Oh, wow. <laughs> Good thing that's not on my top nine. Yeah. So I, so I always, uh, kind of make fun of my, particularly my dad, but my parents, because they even do that. They like reference a movie and they're like, you've never seen that movie. I'm like, I grew up in your house. You could have shown me like they they show. I, I think part of the reason I haven't is because, you know, until you're like four and especially how everything was set up in our house, we really only had one TV. You couldn't really watch a movie by yourself. Yeah, it was a, fa- a family experience. So like the only things that the only movies that my parents like made us watch as like this is a movie you should watch uh, Forrest Gump and Raging Bull. Yeah, my my dad maybe I watched Raging Bull with my dad. That's one of his favorite movies. Yeah, and and that's it. The Raging Bull, like, and it's a Wonderful Life. That's that's on my top nine. Yeah, it's a yeah. classic. Yeah. So yeah. didn't those movies like? Did you enjoy those movies? Where they 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 move you? They change you? They make you into who you are? Far as Gump, I was like twelve or thirteen. Thought it was fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What about Raging Bull? I was kind of like tired, and I. Oh my god! I that's that's the review, Lance. You should write that on the back of a, a book. I was kind of tired. Yeah, and then um, it's a wonderful Robert life. Robert De Niro fluctuating in weight, getting fat, getting into shape. That's what the whole thing was. I'm like, I would, I would do that. <laughs> oh my god! They take the physical transformation, focus on the acting. But it was it was the combination. The acting was so good, but then he. I know. Physically got I know. I was too young to appreciate it, I think, right. when I saw it. Um, and then It's a Wonderful Life is great. And it's also on my top nine. Yeah. Um, so let's we'll get into it. Yeah. You want to go? You want to start? Sure. I, I, I want to do an over-under. I, I, don't, I, I don't think you're going to be have seen it. I want to say, I, I feel like I've seen four of your movies. Four? Yeah. All right. I'm going to say it's going to be under. Okay. What happens? Uh, if, if it's over you have to see one of these movies by by next week <laughs> all right fair fair and if it's under then you pick a movie from your list that i haven't seen that i'll, I'll watch okay it's fun it's a, it's a yeah. nice little game some action 
Yeah. All right, number nine. We'll do the three, three, three. Yeah. The Wack Goldberg special. Number nine, Social Network. Okay, I've seen I've seen it. Uh, classic movie written by my favorite writer Aaron Sorkin. I love Aaron Sorkin. I love his dialogue. It's like fast, woody dialogue, and I feel like the story of Social Network is relevant. You grew up with Facebook. I love Jesse Eisenberg. Um, and it's like one of those movies that's ever on TV. Or I, it's, I feel it's very rewatchable. I never really get tired of it. Great performances, great dialogue. Yeah, it's good. I, so when I saw it, I saw it actually in Denmark. I was I was studying abroad at when it, when it came out, and um, it was re- I at that time I was like dr- drunk on like the internet being the future. I mean, it's still the yeah. future, but <laughs> but like but but that it's like this is the only way. And if you're not on board with what these companies are doing, then you're an idiot. Right. And that was kind of also the, I think, tone of the movie. But that was in 2010. So it was kind of before, I think, this stuff got too, like, too big to, like, got, got too big for its own good. I think it was also ahead of its time a little bit because it painted Mark Zuckerberg as, like, a villain. Kind of a villain. Yeah. And I feel like at the time, everyone was like, what do you mean? Mark Zuckerberg created Facebook. He's like, he's like a, he's an icon. But now I think we, real, we realize kind of his character. That's true. So I think it was a mix of both. It showed how powerful the internet was and is. Like the behind the scenes of like the, the tech people and like how it was like doggy dog. Yeah. And the, the money stuff. Yeah, I, I liked it. And I, I liked particularly uh, Timberlake. I thought he was really good. Um, he, was good. He, he was the guy, Napster, created Napster. The Facebook. Yeah. The Facebook, the way that the. Yeah. He was really good at it. Uh, Kate was saying that she thinks Justin Timberlake. So I have this not theory, but I just, I just think Ed Sheeran is his success. He's relative to his success is outside is like so outsized relative to how talented he is compared to like how talented everybody else is. Ed Sheeran is so successful, but there are so many other musicians who are arguably just as, if not more talented than him, who have like no sort of commercial success. Absolutely. Um, Probably Ed Sheeran wants to be, doesn't really care about fame that much. No, but he is like everywhere. You can't avoid yeah. it. Kate was saying that she thinks Justin Timberlake had been a bit like that, but I was like, but the Facebook. He's the, <laughs> the Facebook. I was, like, I was like, the Facebook though. He's been in a bunch of movies also. Yeah, he was in that one where like you had to buy time or something. <laughs> remember that? I don't remember that. No, he had a- it was. A, I I didn't. I never saw it. It was a there was commercials and it was like there's a finite amount of time and he owned it or something. He was a clock. I don't know. Sounds pretty good to me. He was one of the clocks in Beauty and the Beast. Wait, God, seconds? No, not, is that the movie? Nope. Oh. <laughs> All right. Speaking of time, my number eight is Midnight in Paris. Woody Allen movie. Woody Allen's pretty controversial now, but uh, haven't seen it? I haven't seen it. Okay. Yeah, and now, since it's Woody Allen, I'm going to cancel you forever. <laughs> now, when I get the under, you're going to have to see this movie. All right, yeah, that's that's fair. Um, I, it's still a great movie. Owen Wilson is in it. Rachel McAdams takes place in Paris. and like I think you would like it. He like goes back to Paris. Oh, is that the one? He's like, yeah, it's like a time travel thing. Yeah, he meets yeah. all these like famous writers. I think you would like it a lot. Very, very Woody Panther. The only Woody Allen movies I've seen, um, Annie Hall. Annie Hall's great. I thought it was, it was fine. Oh my god! He just Annie like Hall's- I don't know the character. The character of Woody Allen, it, uh, regardless of all the external controversial stuff, I feel like it's like I mean, Larry David is just better. I, see, I, I think Woody Allen's more uh, palatable than than Larry David in in those movies. 
I feel like he's like get less angry at him, and you can more like sometimes Larry David it just like frustrates me. Woody Allen, I can like laugh at his uh, ner- being like neurotic. Larry David, they're, they're they're pretty similar. I don't know. I'm always just like, get over yourself. There's a puddle. Just step through it. You'll get wet. It'll be fine. It'll be over in two seconds. It's true. This is true. All right. Number seven, I don't think you've seen. I, actually, I don't know. Because there are books also. The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, the movie. Which I, I saw the movie first and I read the books. The books are really excellent. Uh, directed by David Fincher. David Fincher is like one of my favorite directors also. Did he? I think he directed, he directed The Social Network too, I think. Yeah, yeah, he did. Good call. Very good call. Wow. Two Finchers already. Yeah. Third Fincher means you uh you gotta go Finch. Chuck Chucky Fincher. <laughs> Chuck Finch. Chucky Fincher. Uh yeah. Crow Drag that's who Rooney Mara's in it. The guy who plays James Bond now is it was in it. Really good movie. Really good thriller. Stieg Larson is the author, right? Yeah. Stieg. 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 Yeah. Big Stieg. Love Stieg. The book the books are fantastic also. Really well written. I my I you, I I couldn't I couldn't do it uh, quickly enough. I wanted to say a Stieg. He's in a Stieg of his own. <laughs> That's worth it. As well, yeah. If that came out clean. That would have been a home run. That's still a, a it's, double. It's tough online too because it's like, will the timing even be be good? I know. At a certain point, you should have just been like acting like you're lagging. You, you can blame it on the internet. At a certain point. Yeah. All right. So I number nine is it's a wonderful life. Um, so it is real. It's in terms of a movie. It's uh, I've seen it. I've seen it probably the uh, maybe not the most out of any of the movies um, on my list. But every year, my parents, like family, friends, I just got a foot cramp and it's killing me. Uh, uh, <laughs> oh, no. oh no! folks, all right. She she went to the grocery store. So, yeah, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to I go to we're gonna have to go to the park. hospital in Central Park. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, all right. It's, it's getting there. You can Ooh. go out to the comfort. <laughs> Lance is now laying down. He's breathing heavily. All right. Lance is shook. I wish the Braves basketball this. All right. So it's it's a, a wonderful life. Um, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> the wonderful life, not right now. Not so wonderful for land. Uh, so big. I, it's it's really good. Um, it's number nine only because why is it number nine? Oh yeah, because I think it's a it's not it's not up to so it's like an American value movie, right? And it's really well done, but it's not. It's there's too yep. congruous enough to like American values today. What I'm saying is it's basically just an all white town to the point where it's like I don't even think Jews could be there. You know? I think George would be like, Oh, well, Mary, I don't know, Jews could be in Bedford Falls. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like there's I didn't I didn't uh, notice this until maybe like the fifth or sixth time that I saw this, but I think there's maybe one black character in the movie and he's like the piano player at the like the saloon where it's like supposed to be like, you know, bad characters. So it's like that kind of once, once, once you kind of see something like that, I'm like, Oh, well this movie's amazing, obviously. But, um, I think because it's, because the movie is, um, like, you know, this is like the good wholesome value thing. It's just not consistent with, uh, the 21st century in that way. 
I agree. I, I also, I would go every Christmas Eve to my friend uh, from my hometown, every Christmas Eve to their like family's Christmas Eve house. I was their Christmas Eve. Yeah. And they would always, would always watch uh, It's a Wonderful Life. It's my number four on my list. Yeah. It's also, it's one of those movies that like Jewish families, Jewish families watch that then they become white. Right. Exactly. You know, they were Jewish like at some point in the few genera- like generations ago, but now they're we're white. Right. We're white now. Because because we all watched It's a Wonderful Life. And then George was like, my mouth's bleeding. Look, Clarence, my mouth's bleeding. Merry Christmas! Wow, I just got lost. I, I just transported back to black and white movies. George, George Bailey, you're worth more dead than alive. That's evil. That yeah. is an evil voice. All-time all classic movie. I feel like that. James Stewart. He's amazing. And the movie is legitimately amazing in so many. There's just, it, yeah. Uh, the message behind the movie still holds up. But, like, I agree that the, like, the town and the lack of diversity that does not hold up. And just, like, I think that, uh, yeah, it, it just, it, the thing is, I think the whole crux of it is this, like, this uh, wholesome American thing. But it, it doesn't hold up in that way. So that's a huge, huge thing. But yeah. um, number eight. Uh, is is not even close to as good as a movie as It's a Wonderful Life, but um, The Comedian. So it came out a few years ago. Is that Robert De Niro play? It was it was written. I think Jeff Ross wrote it. Oh, I didn't. Jessica Kirsten help him or help direct it or help like him with his performance. Yeah, and she she was in it at one point. There's like a scene at the I think it's the cellar actually, the Village Underground. Um, but this is. This is your number eight. Oh, yeah. Wow. So it got, like, panned. Like, I was excited to see it, and then, like, the critics said it was awful. Um, but I watched it on a plane, and it's, like, I think it's 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 a movie that is specifically for, like, seven people. And actually, I think me and you are, like, one of the seven people. Wow. It's, like, it's like for stand-up comedians who have grown up around New York, who are Jewish, and who also spent some time in Florida. <laughs> wow, I gotta see this. Yeah, I think um, my dad definitely saw. It. I think he loved it. It was great, and but I could, I, I think it's maybe too specific. It's like like the guys. I, I don't know. Like he lives in an apartment, uh, probably like somewhere uptown where like there's still enough room for him. He, he can still afford to live there on his own, and like there's enough room in the apartment. And it's like, you don't get that in today's New York. He goes to Hicksville and starts making okay. fun of Long Island. It's like, oh, that's great. I feel like that's the, the movie. I feel like I heard a lot about how that movie got made. And like, I remember like hearing about it when it was getting filmed, but never actually ended up seeing it. I think didn't De Niro, didn't he like do stand up in front of like real crowds and Jessica Kirsten like had like an earpiece in his ear and like giving him line. I think so. I think they filmed it at, at Governor's, I think. Uh, like, I know at one scene, at least, I think. Wow. Yeah. I got to see it. That's on my bucket list now. Number seven is uh, Lion. You just broke up a little bit. Did you say Lion King? Lion. King. Not Lion King. I initially I initially had Lion King. And then, do you, have you ever seen the movie Lion? No, I don't think so. Came out a few years ago. It's um, Dev Patel. Uh, play. It's a true, based on a true story. Um, nominated for an Oscar? At, probably. Um, it was really good. I mean, it was one of the, it was one of my top nine movies. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty good. It's definitely one of my top nine of all time. It's a, uh, it's a true story. It, um, as a young child in India, um, 
like Dev, the character played by Dev Patel, he gets separated from his family. Um, and the, you know, this is before, or the, the, obviously, and there's like no internet or technology or ways to track people down. So he's just lost. So he gets picked up by basically like orphanage, foster care, whatever, ends up getting adopted, um, and grows up in Australia. Um, but then it's just this insane, like search for his, um, never seen Taylor's like his family and he ends up finding them. And it's just incredible. It's incredible. Did you cry? No, I never cry, but I came close. You've never cried watching a movie? Glenn Close. Bingo. Fatal Attraction? Uh, no, I definitely cried watching movies, but I can't remember the last time I cried. I love a good cry in a movie. Yeah. <laughs> Lion. So that was your number seven? Yeah. I was originally going to say The Lion King, but I figured Lion. I like Lion a lot. Everyone knows The Lion King, so let's go Lion. That's fair. All right. My number six. Wait. So what, what ones have you had so far? So I saw the social network, and you did not see Midnight in Paris. You did not see the or Dragon Tattoo or Stieg. Stieg. Yeah. So we're at yeah. we're at two right now. I need. I I said you're gonna have under four or over four. I said I think I've seen four. So then I guess if if I if I haven't seen, we'll figure it out later. We'll figure it out. <laughs> All right. We'll do the numbers at the end. I'm bad with numbers. Number six. I feel like you've seen Juno. I've seen Juno. All right. Number that's it's. Ellen Page, Michael Sarah. Um, it was one of the movies where I, I feel like I mentioned on the podcast before. I saw in theaters like a, a group of friends and like a bunch of guys and girls, and like I was the only one who walked out like like floored by it. And it was like that was the best movie I've ever seen. I think I cried at the end. Just the, I love the Woody banter. Um, it's got a great story, funny scenes, great acting. Overall, and also a movie like if it's ever on TV or someone puts it on, I'll never complain that it's on. Yeah. I'm always like, I love all these Alaskan islands that are interconnected right now. Yeah. Juno. Uh, what was the name? Oh, uh, Diablo Cody wrote it. That's what I was Yeah. She's a great writer. I, so I saw it, I, I guess, like when it came out. I don't remember seeing it in theaters, but I might have, or right after. But I don't remember. I don't really, I remember really liking it, but I like barely remember it. I remember J.K. Simmons is the dad, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. And, and uh, the mom is. What's her name? She's a famous actor, also. Uh, this is this is good because I have a computer right here. I can just look stuff up. You know, it's pretty easy. Straight up IMDb. Allison Janney. Allison Janney. Jennifer Gardner's in. Yeah, she's um, she's the one who adopts the baby. Yep. Now I remember it because Ellen Page is like, "You suck." Exactly. And thanks, thinks the Sonic Youth dad is cool. Yeah. Was that Jason Bateman? Jason Bateman. Is that who? Jason Bateman. Yeah. What a cast. Yeah, that's my uh, strong movie. That guy's a tool. Babe? Not Jason Bateman, the character, character in the movie. Character. Yeah. He's blowing up. He's, he's been blowing up. He's got that, that show Ozark. I haven't seen it, but it's, everyone's talking about it. All right. Number five, Adventureland. Oh, I, I totally forgot about Adventureland. And, seen it? Uh, I've, not only have I seen it, but I have spent quite some time at Adventureland. At the actual Adventureland? Yeah. It's, it's at, a real place. I, I, I know. I would love to go there. I, that movie to me is... Let, where is where is that eventually? It's in um, like maybe like Melville. It's like Huntington. Uh, it's like or no Hicksville maybe. It's like Suffolk. It's like kind of close to the Suffolk Nassau County border. I would love to. Uh, Fantastic. That play, I mean, it is what the movie depicted it as. It's it's a classic summertime movie. I feel like it's like a summer place. Like um, just like just so funny. Great story. Jesse Eisenberg. Second time Jesse Eisenberg's been on my list. 
I w- I've once been introduced to the stage as Jesse Eisenberg. That's cool. It's pretty sick. Um, feels a little anti-Semitic, but it's <laughs> cool. Um, uh, Bill Bill Hader and Kristen Wiig are the uh, – they're, they're good in it. Yeah, Kristen Stewart's in it. Ryan Reynolds has a small part in it. Yeah, you know who's good in it? Um, he's in the guy in uh, Martin Starr. Yeah, he's he's really good. He's, he's, yeah. He has a great role in that. Fantastic. One of the other – just a movie that feels nostalgic. You watch it, it's like kind of like it's comforting. Yeah. Yeah, I totally forgot about it, but it is one of my favorite movies. Wow, dude. Yeah. I wish I could shit on it, but no, it's good. <laughs> you kind of just did but not really but, just, but saying I wish I could that's, that's high praise coming from Spongebob Squarelands high, high praise high praise bits and number four is It's a Wonderful Life we just went through it okay just again nostalgic also yeah sure <laughs> your town that's kind of like a little South Park a little bit South Park It's a Wonderful Life match yeah nice I have to consult my list now no foot cramp this time. Oh, number number six. We're still just to keep track. You have only you've seen. I've seen. I think I saw all of those. So I've seen four. I saw. I've seen Adventureland. I've seen It's a Wonderful Life, and what was the other one? Juno. I've seen Juno. So wow. So I you need to hit probably one more movie, and then I have to see one of your movies, or or will be even. This is. Yeah, I know you've seen this one. It's uh, Chef. Love that. Movie. Yeah. We've talked about Chef quite a bit, so I feel like no need to talk about it any anymore. If you haven't seen Chef, it's kind of the basis of, of the Braised Bits pod, and it's on Seidel's list. Seidel hasn't seen it. He has not seen it. Right, right, right. No, but he said in his, his exclusive episode that it's it's on it's now on his list. The episode of yourself as a character. Yeah. He he is the he is the Ramsey Michelle of, of the pod. Um number five, I've got Finding Nemo. <laughs> Just great. I mean, it's it's a perfect movie in many ways. It's uh, you know a a, uh, a dad who's gonna do anything to to get his son back. I don't know if this is is this a real. I I love Finding Nemo. <laughs> yeah, it's a great it's a great movie. This doesn't feel like an authentic placement on your list. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, it could have been. It could have been number. It could have been anywhere. It was on the list. So I thought five was it wouldn't have been number one, but it could be number two. So you could, you're saying if I Nemo's on TV? Oh, hundred percent, a thousand percent. All right, I guess. I mean, I, I it's got everything. It's got everything you. What 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 else would you want in a movie? It's funny. It's a great story. It's like visually engaging. Uh, it has like a emo- it's like emotional highs and lows. It's creative. I mean, the whole. I think there should be a TV show about the fish tank. <laughs> that guy Gil. A spinoff. That, that, yeah. That guy Gil is uh, unbelievable. He's like a he's like a jaded comic. <laughs> I don't know. I just can't get into cartoons really. Animation. I enjoyed the movie. I I, I feel like you see it once. I can't really see it again. Darla, remember Darla from? She's like the dentist. Uh, she's the dentist's daughter, I think. I and she comes that. in and she she terrorizes. She shakes the fish. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm a piranha. I'm from, they from the Amazon. That's a good Darla. Yeah, that'd be funny if you if Darla was a part of like your your impression reel. Um, Darla, <laughs> Darla, I I could do Bruce the shark. Hello, my name is Bruce. Hello, Bruce. Here today, whatever. <laughs> yeah, your Darla was stronger. All right. <laughs> Four. I got the Departed. Wow, that's a great movie. Can't hit on that. I forgot about. I so it's one of those things where it's like the Departed to me is. It's just like so many 
so much great acting. Number one, like everyone, like yeah. I think it's out of the Leonardo DiCaprio movies I've seen, which are I think a, most of them, not all of them, but I think it's the best, like by far. Like the Revenant, I saw that. You know, the one where he's like cold. Yeah, yeah. It's like this guy's this guy's just cold. This guy's real cold. Like I could be cold and wear wear some fur, but that was that was amazing. Matt Damon is like such a dick. Um, every, I mean, everyone, everyone's yeah. Jack Nicholson, every, everyone's amazing. And the storyline is also fantastic. The storyline is great, and I had actually, I think the first time I saw that was with with Seidel. I think he made, I think he made me watch it at, yeah, at our house. Saw it with yourself. <laughs> um, but did Seidel? Yeah, like said, yeah, yeah. So, uh, and walking out of the departed, being like, yeah. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> no, but I didn't know anything about the story really. So I feel like movies are always so much better. Oh, everything when absolutely. So like I guess spoil alert if you've never seen the departed, but like I was shocked when Leo gets like when they when Leo gets out of the elevator. Oh yeah. It's like same here. Yeah. Like, unless someone was actively spoiled that part for you, so it's harder to that's impossible to really see coming. Yeah. But and just like it was one of those movies where it's like you thought like the climax was like so much before yeah. and then it keeps going, but it also doesn't let up. You're not like disappointed that it keeps going. Exactly. Best kind of movie. Yeah. Right. Right. Push it to the brink. Yeah. Great. Fantastic. That's Scorsese also directed that, right? That is. Yeah. Marty. Marty. I think, I think, I think it won best picture. Yeah, definitely did. Uh, I don't know. I'm not sure. Yeah, it did. It sure did. Martin Scorsese wins Best Directing for The Pardon. Yeah. He really he really blended the ingredients nice. A nice Scorsese salad. Well, love a Scorsese salad. Seesaw. Was that, your, that was your number four? Yeah. All right. Wow, we're in our top three. So I yeah. need to have a clean slate of movies that you have not seen for, me, for us to push. You got to go three for three. And I know, I'm pretty sure my number two you have not seen because I brought up in the pod. These others, I'm not sure. All right, my number three... Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Yeah, I think I've seen it. Fuck! But it's like, wait, that's like, it's like a video game? Kinda, yeah. It's it's unforgettable. It's Michael Sarah, right? It's, it's to me, it's all time. I, it's a movie I've like, always had my laptop. I, if I'm on a plane and I don't have things to do, I always rewatch it. Edgar Wright wrote, directed it. But just the dialogue is so good. I'm fairly certain I've seen it, but like, I barely remember it. Oh my god, that's like a double whammy. You seeing it, but also not being memorable that really stabs me it's like he like plays guitar or something maybe i've just seen oh maybe i've just seen the poster i really don't know this does not count then (laughs) he's playing the guitar and it looks like a video game on the poster you haven't seen the movie there's like ghosts no no ghosts no i know i know what it's about it's uh he has to fight off the ex-girlfriends yes there's it's like level got it yeah all right well i just think it was the most like uniquely made movie i've ever i've really ever seen the dialogue is so witty the, the just like the way it was made the, like the transitions between each scenes like comic book but also like very very smooth um i love michael Sarah, and uh, i think kieran culkin was in it really funny yeah it's got, got good music too really good song i don't know the name scott pilgrim for me it's like i can't get past it just such a stupid name scott pilgrim you met someone named named scott pilgrim you're like that guy's a douche scott pilgrim versus the world just take 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 it small make your bed <laughs> wait what make your bed you don't don't do why 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 you have to fight the whole world just like pick your battles it's a movie 
One at a time. I hate that you've seen this movie. I, uh, I really... I'm pretty, I, I might have been like in and out. Like maybe it was on in college or something. Like I don't think I actually sat down and totally watched it. All right, maybe maybe to be fair. it's upcoming week. Um, it was it was unbelievable. I watched uh, this week. I did watch one and a half movies, but both documentaries. Um, I watched American Factory on Netflix. Really good. It was about like this Chinese like car glass making factory. They open up in uh, Dayton, Ohio. And it's just like about – it's basically about how the Chinese are like machines in terms of work. Like we – maybe we suck. Like they're they're so much more efficient but like in like a dehumanizing way. But they like get things done. But they also like – I don't know. Like it, it kind of shows how like the Chinese have orient, oriented their culture around just kind of like working yourself to death but also maybe still finding purpose in it. I mean that's a that's a po- that's a positive look on it. I mean the negative look is that and then like it was it showed just how Americans like couldn't really couldn't really keep up. Wow. Um, but then also like this was like a you know it was a town where like the the General Motors plant closed and all the and everyone was so thankful for having a job and then the job was like the conditions were were unsafe and the wages were low and it was really really interesting. Interesting. And then I watched. Um, I, I'm going to finish it. I only got through half of it, but um, one of us, the the one, the documentary about um, it's like it focuses on three people who like are Hasidic Jews and they they leave. Oh, yeah. My, my dad worked with somebody who uh, in that movie as like a social worker. That's an amazing documentary. And the guy, what's the guy's the the guy who's an actor's name? Uh, Lutzer. Lutzer. Loser. Loser. Yeah. Yeah. The guy's. A, Big Lutzer. He he's like he's now become spoiler. He's got he's done a lot of like some movies. He's on some podcasts. Oh yeah, he's a big big winner now. The big he's the biggest winner, the biggest Lutzer of the of the one of us. The biggest winner. Yeah, that, that's a great. Yeah, so I I it was getting late last night. I'm going to finish it tonight. It's a great documentary. Yeah, very nice. All right, my number two. I, should, I think I've mentioned. I don't think you've seen Goodfellas. No, never seen it. That's that really is <laughs> damn shame. It's just. If you like, it, it moves at a slower pace than The Departed, but I would say it's better than Departed because of the acting and just like the the time period. It takes you back to a different time period and like so many classic scenes, like cooking. There's a legendary cooking scene when they're in this like jail, but it's, they're in like a they're in like a lockdown of a house and they're cooking an Italian meal and like slicing garlic. It's it's an amazing movie. Probably could hear some sirens in the background. That's pretty spooky. Been having that like every half an hour in my neighborhood. Not good. I think your bias doesn't doesn't it take place in like Astoria? I think it does. They shot it in Astoria. They shot a lot of uh, scenes in Astoria. Yeah, I think you're just biased. Then biased. I yeah, I, I might be like in a minority of people who like good movie. I've heard it's good. I think it's like like I think my both my grandma and my dad constantly talk about how good it is but i've never seen it and they're they're like they're like you've never seen it and i'm like again again you had many chances to show this movie to me and you missed your shot have you ever seen the clip the legendary clip has been like redone and made parodies of uh one of the characters going through the back of a restaurant into like a club he like goes to the kitchen it's like a whole like long one shot of them going him walking like behind scenes like back door of a club i don't know it's like unbelievable just the way it's shot. It's there's a diner, isn't there? There, there is a diner. <laughs> it's, right, it's right up your alley. <laughs> Finish one of us, then dive into Goodfellas. It's a great little palette for tonight. All right, it's on Netflix, I think. Great. <laughs> All right, my number one. You're not gonna watch. 
Um, and this is foreshadowing from Eric Seidel's comment on my one shot series. This movie was sh- was in one shot as well. Birdman. You've seen Birdman. I have seen Birdman. Birdman's my favorite movie of all time. The dialogue is unmatchable. I love Michael Keaton's character. There's so many small exact out acts. It's so funny, and the way it just directs it was shot all in like one steady like everything leading to the next scene is fantastic. I love Broadway also, and there's like a Broadway element of like it's just fantastic. I saw it. I gotta say, I, I didn't get it. Um, <laughs> I just I, I really didn't get it. I was like, what is it? I don't. What is this even about? I didn't get that he was a Birdman. I kind of forgot about it. Like I, I kind of forgot what it's about now. It's like Zach Galifianakis like yells. Um, he does yell. Michael Keaton in in real life played Batman, and and in the movie it's like yeah, he played a, a version of Batman called Birdman, and he's like re- yeah, the- oh yeah, he's like it's like a bro- he's like his Broadway comeback, right? Yeah, or something. Yeah. <laughs> That was the year. Did it win? It won the Oscar, right? For yeah, yeah, I think so. And it was up against um, Boyhood. Boyhood was also very. I like which I thought was amazing. I didn't get it. Uh, I, I was like, I don't even know what. I, I was like, maybe I'm dumb, but I, I don't think so. I don't. Th- it was directed by Birdman. Is directed by Inuritu. I know. Same guy um, the movie said when Leonardo DiCaprio is cold. I know. Um, it's also he's also Kate's least favorite director. Kate's least favorite? Yeah, he thinks he's like a. It's like a movie. <laughs> you're, you're gonna be. You're gonna. You're gonna be thrown under the bus. But that he's like. Uh, it's like for for men only. Like who who think they're geniuses. <laughs> Oh, wow. You're again, yeah, wow, it's, it's a shame that, that she was on last week. She she would probably tone down her comments, but that's ba- I think that's the basic gist of, of what I what it, what it is. All right, I mean, I uh, I don't agree, but it, it's it's fair. <laughs> it's, fair it's, a, it's a good theory. I just I, I like his directing style. I feel like he's very inventive and like the one the, having it all done in one shot is uh, it's a lot of like improvising. I, I like I like very raw scenes. Yeah. So I saw The Revenant too, and that one I I thought was stupid in regard in like this. I think document a documentary would be better. Yeah, that one wasn't as good to me. But I I remember that Inuritu his plan was they wanted to do a like one shot off. Yeah, what was really cool about that is like the way they shot it was like a certain time. So like the light the light was awesome. Like that was really cool. Like that was so cool. Yeah, that's what I find the best. The way they shoot it. He shoots is very cool. Yeah, so that was like really interesting. But uh, I watched this documentary one time about like Russian Inuits who like survive in Siberia, and I thought that was a better version of the Revenant. <laughs> Do- documentaries is a whole different ballgame. I love documentaries, but movies they they gotta transport you. You gotta gotta have a little bit of uh, disbelief. You gotta have a little imagination. You gotta, you gotta fall. You gotta fall into the to the the world of the movie. Documentary, like, this is this is real life. I know, and that's why you need good acting, right? And good storytelling, but good acting, right? Because then you got to believe that it's like. Um, so, like, I remember Brian Cranston, for instance, is a great actor. I always I remember Drive, which did not make my list, but I think is a really good movie. I, uh, I I watched it like when I was like in the height of like uh, rolling through all the Breaking Bad episodes, and Brian Cranston is a supporting role in Drive. And I remember, like, he dies in, in Drive. And, like, I remember when he died, I was like, oh, shit, that's Brian Cranston. <laughs> like, yeah. so, like, that, like, you know, that that is, like, when it's a good movie where the actors are so good, they kind of just sell you on being another person. They're a different character. Even if you know who they are. Yeah. Um, all right, so I'll go through my uh, top three. Yeah. 
I lost. So I lost the bet. Three, I've got John Q. Have you ever seen this? Denzel Washington. Yep. Great movie. Uh, hostage. You hold it. It is. It is so good. And um, I think before it's time in terms of like realities of the healthcare system. Yeah. So I think it's great because of number one, it's like, I think it's like such a, it's the perfect blend of the message it's trying to send and kind of the way that the story is told. Sure. So it's like the healthcare system is so messed up and it makes you so desperate in the most dire circumstances. And then it kind of merges those two things. And then Denzel is obviously a great actor. Of all the movies I've seen, he's amazing in it um, and carries the movie. I think if you didn't have him, it probably wouldn't be close to as good. I remember loving the movie so much because of him and not really even really understanding like the background about how like it's also talking about how fucked up the medical system was. I don't think I really grasped that part of it. It was more like a thrilling part of his acting and the storyline. Yeah. Yeah. So I saw it. I think the first time I saw it, I was like maybe like a freshman or sophomore in college. So I was like old enough to understand yeah, I think it was one of the first things that made me realize like how messed up the healthcare system is. Absolutely, and I was like, "Oh yeah, that is true." And then when did that come out? Uh, like 2002 or 2003. Yeah, we have to take a slight pause because my computer is about to die, so I have to find my charger. Oh, <laughs> we're gonna edit this out. We got some breeze bits. We got some breeze bits. They're coming in hot, so ready or not for breeze oh, what a pod. Holy shit. All right. Back where we left off. No pause. No pause at all. Swift. Taylor Swift. Stromile Swift. That's what I was trying to think. Stromile. Nice pull. Yeah. Uh, so John Q, again, I think perfect like in terms of the message and then the story is told and then great acting. So uh, a lot of great things there. Number two, I got The Star is Born. Never seen it. This, this was like one of the last movies I've seen in theaters. Correct. Right. I came close, but so this was Halloween. This would have been 2018. Kate was like, I'm not a big Halloween guy. Kate was like, uh, let's see a movie. And I was like, okay. I, I was like, yeah, that sounds like something to do. So she, she really wanted to see a star is born. And I was like, all right, I'll, I thought, I thought it was, I thought it was gonna be dumb. So I was like going into it, ready to hate it. And then it completely blew my mind. It was just like a, so well done. And then I didn't know anything. And again, I didn't know anything about the story. So I was like, I was shocked that it, I thought it was gonna be a dumb Hollywood movie. And maybe it was, but like it, it was, uh, it was way darker than I thought it would be. Yeah. I don't don't know anything what it's about. I just know the music and the songs and and that like sing. So it it was really well done. And then I thought the story, it was about, um, I think maybe, probably, maybe, I, well, I don't know, but maybe similar to some of the reasons you like you uh, like Birdman a lot. I thought it was like a really interesting commentary on um, performance and like what you might want out of an like, artistic career and then kind of what the system tries to do to you. Yeah. It's a lot about like what the system tries to do to you. Very similar. Which, which, I'm, uh, which I'm into. I love that. I, didn't, I had no idea it was that deep. I thought it was just Lady Gaga's making out with Bradley Cooper. Yeah, there's some of that. And Bradley Cooper's saying. And you know who's, you know who's great in it? Uh, Andrew Dice Clay. No way, the Dice Man? Yeah, he's, he's really good. He's a good actor. He was in uh, Blue Jasmine also. He's a good actor. Yeah, I, I saw that too. Strong movie. Canceled now. That's Woody Allen. I know. Louis in that. So it's like, if, if you see that, then you got to like go to uh, that island that Napoleon, uh, Corsica. And isolate yourself. You got to social, you, you, you social distance. You can't you can't go six feet. Uh, Not a bad place to be isolated. So that's number two, and then number one is the School of Rock. Wow. A little foreshadowing before. <laughs> oh. But again, it is it is the perfect movie. 
It has everything you could want. Um, again, again, uh, it is the perfect role for an actor. It's got Ned Schneebly. It's got, it's funny. It's got amazing quotable lines. I, my sister watched it probably every day uh, for like two years. And I watched it every, like whenever it was on, I would of course also watch it. Um, never gets old. I was watching clips from it before, but when I came on my list, I was like, and then I just started watching clips of School of Rock for 15 minutes. Have you seen the, uh, I don't think it's on Broadway anymore. The Broadway. I won't, uh, I won't cheapen the aesthetic and oh watch other School of Rock related material. If it doesn't have Jack Black and the original kids, then I'm not interested. <laughs> it doesn't, if you don't have the original Freddie Jones, then, you know, if you're getting a different Lawrence, get out of town. I've, I've never saw the, the show, but I, the, the movie, I agree everything you said. It's one of those movies, if it's on, t- on TV, you always rewatch it. The performances are amazing. Funny, like the kid performances are amazing. You have talented kids. You can't beat talented kids. I think it's also a lot more profound than anyone would realize. So there's like sure. this, the kind of traditional system is this like uppity private school, right? That they go to. But then there's this teacher and he's like, well, this is one way to kind of orient yourself in life. But here's this other way. And if you work hard and you kind of take some of the, the um you know the the tools and the skills you're 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 traditionally taught to succeed in this kind of traditional straight path um you can apply those same things and and you could succeed in this and you could create something that might have more purpose for you or meaning or something like that um and then like society which is like the school and the parents disapprove of it and you're kind of supposed to be doing it in secret but i think there's like a message of like you could but if if you work together as a team even within this secondary kind of uh path then then you could really succeed you can rock you can rock you can rock you, you can, can rock, rock out yeah so i think that it is a lot more um like the message is a lot deeper than than you might think on the service too rumor has it i don't know if you knew this the, the, the working title before this was school of Dwayne johnson <laughs> <laughs> then they, they, they a little, little wordy they made it school rock yeah that's <laughs> I, I got nothing. I can't even come back. <laughs> it is tough. To, it, to, it's tough to to uh, to pass the potato back and forth virtually, but that, that was great. So I can't. Uh, That's fun. All right, so yeah. I, I lost the bet. Um, I thought you were gonna say like so like I think movies after the year two thousand. I'm like I could hold my own, um, especially movies between like 2000 and 2015. Like when in high school, there's nothing to do, so like right. we would go like movies that were out. Like I would probably go see, um, but like yeah. before past five years, I've barely seen anything. Like, um, past five years, oh, of like that's not totally um, true. I've seen less than the past like two years. I've seen yeah, like very little. Um, the past five years, I haven't seen that much. And then before like 1995, I've seen very very little. Gotcha. <laughs> well, yeah. Like I don't think I wonder what the earliest movie you think of seeing, like Sandlot, something like that. Never seen that. Never seen. I can't. My, my <laughs> go nuts, but I mean now it's it's too late. Now I don't think you can really appreciate it. Now I've seen the be- I've seen the bench warmers. Yeah, it's the same thing. Then you don't need to see. It. Same. Yeah. Thing. All right, you want to uh, jump into? Do you have any advertisements? Yeah, I thought it was really nice that um, Scotty Lavelle. I don't know if you've um, seen on social media, but he's he helped start this fundraiser to make like. Temporary masks, basically for for hospital workers. So if you just search it, it's like I don't know if you know Scotty, but you can search. It's you can probably search Scotty Lavelle. 
GoFundMe. You could probably find it. Um, and they're making it's it's just like a group of people who are able to make these masks. Yeah. Uh, so just the money goes to making them, and it just kind of is an instant way to kind of help help sustain the healthcare system, basically, and the people who are uh, you know who are on the on the on the front lines doing the um, the important work of making sure the the world doesn't collapse. I think his girlfriend or wife is uh, an ICU nurse. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yes, yeah, so that's my that's my PSA. Love that. I would just say if you, if you're a fan of going to comedy clubs, maybe if, if your your favorite comedy club is uh, open for donating or has a GoFundMe for their staff, donate to your favorite comedy club. I feel like most clubs right now have like a GoFundMe or some kind of page to to raise money for their staffs, staffs and bartenders who are all laid off right now. So support clubs. Want to jump into is that a joke? Uh, yes. So my was that a joke. This is a good was that a joke. I think. One of my better was that a jokes I've had in the history of Braze Bits. Wow. All, all Alan Houston episodes. So you're familiar with my neighbor, the millionaire next door. Sure. Who yells and screams. One of the reasons I'm actually – right now I'm in uh, our, our bedroom – and one of the reasons I'm doing that is because uh, the millionaire next door has been yelling all day. Um, and I thought that his yelling would get in the pot. But he, for background, if you haven't listened to previous episodes, he's this older Chinese man who just screams a lot. And it's very harsh sounding, but um, he lives with a, I think his wife, who's a younger woman, uh, or his daughter. It's either his wife or his daughter. And then it, their daughter, like there's a five-year-old, there's like a five-year-old girl, or maybe like, maybe she's not five, maybe she's like 10, like a 10-year-old girl a maybe like 35 to 40 year old woman and then the millionaire next door who is um is there one bedroom do you know i think so wow and the millionaire next door who is um i would say in the 60s maybe maybe so he screams all the time all day well i we didn't we didn't I heard the screaming yeah we didn't realize it was all day long because you know usually we're not home during the day right uh i mean maybe he's not home there but anyway so um and it's like harsh and then also we were like is he we couldn't we couldn't we thought he was like coughing and like kind of like every time he comes up the the stairs, we could hear him kind of out of breath. Um, anyway, so this was two days ago. Uh, looking out, just like looking out the window, uh, we overlook. Uh, it used to be part of Seward Park High School. Now it's a it's part of Seward Park. It's a track and like there's like tennis courts and basketball courts, but it used to be their track. So I saw yep. it was like uh, three people. They're kind of like playing around on the track and then. I was like, oh, I think that's that's the millionaire next door, and he was like, and then he started like sprinting and like playful. He was just like so playful and so happy and so joyous, and I was like, this is like such a nice, tender, amazing moment. And then it just contrasts with just like screaming all day in the apartment. Oh, that's great. So maybe that confirms that his screaming. Yeah. We, yeah. Because we don't know the language. We don't can't speak Mandarin or Chinese, whatever. Yeah. It could just be the tone, the aggressive tone. <laughs> yeah, but maybe he's he's yelling like jokes out. He's like, yeah, yeah, it's like, it's, uh, yeah. Did you guys ever hear about peanuts on airplanes? So it was uh, it was a tender moment, but he was like, man, this guy, this guy's like, he's like, he's like conning us. He like wants us to think he's this tough guy, but yeah, that isn't that field though. Also, like locks. Like, how did they get on the field? No, so it's uh, open during the day. I mean, I'm looking at it right now. It's a uh, you know, you, if, when you look across, it's like a, it's like a tennis courts kind of. Yeah, I thought that was private. No, no, it's it's part of Seward Park. It's public. Oh, very cool. They close it when when it, I think it closes at uh, sundown. Gotcha. Yeah, so, so the millionaire next door is a nice guy. 
He's, he's, he's like everybody else, just a millionaire next door. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So it's a good moment. Very nice. So, that, so that was not a joke. It's real. It was real. But it's, it was like, is this a joke? He was sprinting. He was like a full-on sprint. It was like, I was like, this is not a 67-year-old man who's like screams and coughs. This is like... So this guy, this guy just goes hard at whatever he does. Yeah, yeah, I think so. If he's asking for toast, he's screaming. If he's going to go for a run, he's going to sprint. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. My, uh, is that a joke? Not as joyful. I, I mentioned it on my one-shot video um, a few days ago. Wake up in the morning, look at my toilet, it's all brown. I'm like, oh, maybe maybe I didn't flush. Maybe maybe I left something here. Yep. I flush, it's still brown. I turn on my sink, all brown water. And my I literally just like cause what's going on in the world, I audibly laughed out loud. Like it's it's absurd. It's it was act, actually absurd to be having brown water come out of my sinks and out of my toilet. I did it. I, I was I wasn't able to give myself my my usual morning self swirly that I've been giving myself. Because of the brown water. Luckily, after like five hours, um, it, the water came out clear. But it was like, is this is so, this is like this is is this a joke? And it was not. A joke. Yeah, that's you don't want to. It's like a Larry Brown water. You got to get a losing record on the Knicks. Right. It's, it's dirty. Yeah, that was it. It, 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 <laughs> <laughs> it. it ended up resolving itself. Yeah, you hate to see that though. Antonio Brown water. Yeah, sometimes. Um, I mean, in our apartment, luckily, this one, we haven't had any issues like that, Robert Durst. But um, I feel like sometimes you have it where if you run, if you haven't ran it in a while and you run it for the first time in a long time, it might have like a second or two. Yeah. Yeah. A little dunk. Yeah. Yeah. All right. What do we got for KB? Do you have a thermometer? I do. We we didn't have one when this, when basically the world was starting to shut down. Like I, one day I like walked home from the lantern and stopped at like five Dwayne Reeds and CVSs and they were all out. So I kind of did like an initial big search, uh, kind of forgot, like didn't have anything. So we just kind of let it go. Um, but then recently we're like, we should, we should really get one. So I couldn't find one again. Uh, I went to online. There's a Dwayne, Dwayne Reed in the financial district that claimed they had them. I walked all the way down there. They didn't have one. They said, "Oh, I don't know why he says that online." I, which I thought might happen, but anyway, turns out my sister has a had a backup, like a second one that she realized she had. So I went up there and got it yesterday. She lives in uh, like the Gramercy area, kind of like um, across from uh, Peter Cooper Village. Mm-hmm. She like she doesn't, yeah, she doesn't, she doesn't live in there. She lives like across the street, not not in the village, across. From yeah, the so she's like. Uh, pre- She's like Chris Cooper. Is that someone? Chris Christie? I don't know. Someone else. Cooper. Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper. Yeah, yeah. We got that. Yeah. So um, anyway, I walk up there, and it's like, and it's close to a bunch of hospitals there. So many people were like not following the the six feet. This is it's a frustrating thing. And it was like it was like it was like a similar type of person. I thought it was like like between thirty eight and fifty six. Like probably well off financially, half the time with a dog. Like probably the type like maybe has like one kid who they like overprotect, but they themselves think they're invincible. You know this type of person. Absolutely. I'm like, what are you doing? What are, what are you doing with your whole life? Number one, <laughs> what, are you, what are you? What are you? What are you? What are you doing in this? I just couldn't believe the amount. It was like the people who act like they refuse to like let things get in their way. Right. But it's like 
we're well beyond that. This has gotten in the way. This is this is the only way. Those kind of people, unless it's literally affects someone in their like circle of like, family or friends. Yeah, it doesn't. They don't. Not able to comprehend it. It's very sad. Yeah, like one person, I get it. You know, you're gonna get a contrarian or an idiot. You know, every thirty people or something. But like the amount of people, and it was like a similar. I so it was like four or five people who were like of this similar, I guess, disposition in a very short, in a very small area, yeah. like all around that that like Sty Town area. It's gonna get more more of the people that are come out. The nicer the weather gets, also. Yeah. Uh yeah, people stink. People stink out loud. Yeah, and it's like they, it's you got especially got to stink if you could realize that and you're six feet away. Right. It's like get some get some right guard. A little old spice, new spice, scary spice, sporty. My my QB is along the same lines. I uh, I follow this girl Kelly Keegs on Twitter, and she went like semi viral for a rant she had about her gel manicure and how she doesn't. Pretty much, she went on a rant. Acting like she pretty much like had a meltdown, being like her world is ending because she, like the only thing that she splurges on is her nails, and like how what is she gonna do to? She has a gel manicure that's gonna like grow out, and she doesn't know how to like uh, resolve that situation. Pretty much like had a huge meltdown. It just seemed just very uh, very QAB, very out of touch. Like imagine someone who's like either has lost somebody from Corona or is dealing with somebody who's sick or so, a nurse who goes into a hospital every day, seeing this girl have a meltdown about her nails. Just, uh, and it wasn't like ironic. It was, you could see like the genuine panic in her eyes about her fingernails. It was like unbelievable. Yeah. And it's not like, you know, it's like think of the people who can't record their podcast in person. Exactly. I mean, at least I consider, I consider us, we're on the front lines of the podcasting <laughs> like wars out here. Like we're, we're putting out all on the line, doing it online. We're fighting every inch. Whose line is it anyway? Not not Drew Carey's play that much. No. Um yeah, that stuff always um it's unfortunate. Wait, so what is it? She has gel in her nails? It's gel manicure. <laughs> I guess it's some kind of fancy way to paint your nails that like I don't know, they grow out and they need to be tended to and she can't get she can't go to a nail salon. So I, I don't know. There's got to be some. Other, there's got to be some other way to figure it out. I mean, there's not a Summer Sanders out there going around. You do your laundry in the bathtub, right? I mean, I, I don't. I'm never really. One thing I think this is cool. I mean, obviously this isn't the mindset, but it's like I don't know these things that like try to figure out an alternative way to do things that you either have to do or otherwise wouldn't do. So so many people I think are becoming really interesting, inventive, good cooks, but maybe like, I don't know, like a positive way to look at this is, you know, maybe, um, learn some like DIY manicuring and maybe you'll be able, you'll, that'll be more fulfilling than the the gel. It's going to have to, what I've seen a big trend is a lot of people, uh, obviously giving themselves their self haircuts. I'm going to, I'm going to do that. I, I trim my beard. I mean, you probably can't tell, but yeah, I'm, I'm gonna. I'm, it's gonna be great, and I'm gonna learn how to shave my head, and then I'll never go to a barber again unless I want to have friends. I feel very lucky. I got. I got my hair cut like a week before we got locked down. I wouldn't be. I, I can't really shave my head. I, I got to get a trim. Yeah, you're in a tough spot. I'm in a real tough spot. But I'm, I'm right now. I've got like two months. You're good. It's good to be here. I, I wish. I, I thought I was gonna be able to shave your head, but it's gonna be a while since I can come over and shave. I know. I was hope I was looking forward to it, but then the uh, Komodo Dragon said it was not an essential business. Uh, you should do a live Instagram. You're not a big. You don't want to share all this content. But I feel like you should go live for shaving your head. I definitely do laundry. Well, I don't know how I would. 
it's just like I don't think it'd be that interesting. Shaving your head. I, you, you ever you ever watch someone get a haircut? It's pretty boring. Usually, I watch someone get a haircut and I say, "Man, I wish I was getting a haircut instead of having to watch this idiot." <laughs> I mean, I, I don't usually watch. That's why I, I usually go to like a, a woman's hair get an appointment. Yeah, usually I like bring a book, but then if you're in a barbershop, you get shit on. He's like, "What? You, what? You trying to? You trying to? Oh yeah, be smart. You're trying to flex. Trying to brain flex. Yeah, that's like with groups of guys, and you try to do something that's like, yeah." You trying to you like words and shit? What are you what are you what are you trying to improve your life situation? Yeah. Why don't you be a piece of shit like us and never have to get any better? Talk about sports and my balls. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's all about the culture of these barbershops. Got to get in there and, and really. Uh, I, I went to a barbershop growing up, and it, the funny part was always like waiting online. It was like who got here first, and like who's who's been waiting the longest. And there's always the, the barber who like you're waiting for a guy, and like there's a guy who's open because no. No one likes him. He's like, no, I'm, I'm open. He's like, no, I'm gonna wait for my guy. Yeah, like, yeah, all right, but I, I can cut you right now. I'm like, nah, I'm, I'm all right. I, I always go with that guy. <laughs> number one, number one, because it's like the the self esteem has got to be so bad. You want that guy trimming your hair? Yeah, I don't care. I mean, now, now I definitely don't care. But back then, I didn't care either. It's fair. Bailey Dickinson. Yeah, that's good. You got want to bring in the closer? Let's do it. A three, two. A one. Nope. A, a one. A two. A one. Two. Three. Four. Bits, 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 bits. Bits, 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 bits. Bits, 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 bits. Bits. Come on. Get him, Lance. Bits, 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 bits. Bits, 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 bits. Bits, 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 bits. Bits. Bring in the closer. Uh, I'll plug my one-shot videos. Been posting on social media. Um, I had trouble posting on Instagram on Instagram TV last night. I'm not sure what the issue was that. Oh, is that why you did YouTube? I thought that was like a genius ploy. I was like, oh, that's smart, driving people to YouTube. Yeah, that's exactly that's that's <laughs> what I was thinking. I was like, I've got everybody roped in. I'm gonna push them to my to a different page. It wasn't because I was I couldn't upload the full video at all. Yeah, but check out the one shot series. I'm gonna try to do that as much as possible uh, and support your local restaurants. People donate. People who, uh, if you can, if you're in a position to donate, donate Robinson. Nate Robinson. Miss, Mrs. Robinson. Donate Robinson. <laughs> oh, you heard it. <laughs> David Robinson. That's right. Yeah, that, the admiral. Yeah, it'd be admiral. It'd be very admiral of you if you donate Robinson. Exactly. Um, yeah, I don't know what I've got. I'm gonna keep the. Con- I, I haven't done. I'll, I'll probably do something, but I've been reading. I, I think I said this on the pod. I've been reading Anna Karenina, and it's a it's really long. Enjoying it though? It kind of. I'm now. I'm on, I'm like getting close to done, and I'm like, this is pretty long. It was really good. It was it was good. I'm not sure if it needs to be almost a thousand pages. I think being six hundred pages would be fine. That's a long. How many pages a day are you, are you reading? Depends. Some days I read like a hundred. Some days I read like forty. This is forty. This is forty. I saw that wasn't a top nine movie. Yeah, it was alright. It was it wasn't great. Yeah. Alright, that was a fun pod. Yeah, good pod. Uh we're just two uh two chefs really crushing it. So thanks for listening. Bear praise your backs. If you have any feedback, if you have any ideas for lists or places to uh support during these times, let us know. Oh, you know what I forgot, which I think would be maybe fun. Maybe we'll post about it. What if we uh started taking Brazerback questions? Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. So if you got a question, anything, you could uh text us, you could DM us at the Brazebits Instagram. We also do have an email, uh, brazebits at gmail.com. So if you have any any questions at all, uh, QABs that you got, food, really uh, sports, anything, 
I think that'd be a fun uh, ad. I feel like pods end up pods that have mailbag type segments. The questions end up being really interesting. I think we could have some interesting uh, things. Absolutely. I'm, I'm very down for that. All right, cool. Yeah, that's all I've got. Thanks, guys. Stay safe.